Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to hear between me and another comedian regarding comedy and religion. These are conversations I'm calling disorganized religion. God bless, and for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. There we go. Now we're now on. We're... Now we're cooking. Okay. Okay. Welcome. It's all about that picture. Welcome to today's episode of Disorganized Religion. I'm here with Nick Withrich. That's the name? Were you confused about the name? Yeah. What was the name the last time I did this? Sleep Talk. Ah. Yeah. Was that the one where you were like, I'm going to bring you a snack at midnight or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the original uh, idea. It's evolved a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to put both of these. I'll put the audio of your first one up. It's already been released, oh, but we'll oh, put it out as a okay. teaser. Okay, cool. And then we'll do this one on Sunday. Yeah. This is when this will come We'll tease come out. you for four days. <laughs> Then, it's going to be great. You know, and we're joined by your significant other, Katie Dembebebeski. Dembeski. Dembeski. Hello. Katie, Katie Dembeski. And you guys have been together for how long now? Almost two years. Yep. Wow. Yep, two years. Two years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank so you. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it. We live yeah. together. Yeah. Even though we're not married because we're bad Catholics. <laughs> so are you still practicing Catholics? Define practicing. All right. You go to mass every week? Right. No. No, Does not every week. Does any Catholic in 2019 <sighs> go to mass? I mean, the really good ones. I mean, the priest. <laughs> but that's for... We go on sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but mm. yeah. But sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got to keep up with the music. You know what? Yeah, I got to keep up with the music and the changing text and stuff. Do the keep hymns up. change? Up at, well, Yeah. Yeah. Really? Depending on where you are, because we went to like the LA Cathedral for Easter, uh-huh. and we were like, what the, what's going on? Really? It's everything. very different. It's all this weird modern, uh, Jesus is my boyfriend kind of stuff. Interesting. Which is no, more, normally like more Protestant, your kind. Yeah, right, right. Yes, right. Like, yeah. Classic hymns. Like trying to seduce Jesus with your music. <laughs> but our stuff is like very chanty, but like uh-huh. you go to these more urban Catholic churches, and they try to go all. Oh, more weird rock. like not even not even well not even like rock just weird like what are they singing huh. songs like it's it sounds kind of classical yeah yet kind of modern but it's it's neither of both it's, interesting it's neither. interesting neither of both that's not neither of both it's neither different. yeah it's neither <laughs> it's neither of it's the neither. same it's neither of the same thing yeah uh i just realized i should probably start Check a timer because otherwise Check i would just talk teams. to you both for forever yeah, um, we can do that. So yeah, we've done fun. that. We've been known we to have be here forever for a long time. Yes, this is sponsored by Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, as they a hate good... the gays, but they love chicken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if only the gays ate more chicken, it yeah. would be better, have, right? Yes, yeah, they would have a winning hand. Indeed. The gays should collectively buy out Chick Fil A. We call it Chick Fil Gay. Wow, be amazing. Yeah, that would I'm be down. good. And it would. What would the slogan be? Eat no more idea. dick. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but what about the? See, here's the thing, though. Then I feel like we're leaving out the lesbians. Oh, we gotta think clearly. So just leave it the same. Eat yeah. more chicken. Eat more chicken. Yeah. You know, eat more chicken and and fuck uh, the guy, the old guy who didn't like the gays. What do you call them? The <laughs> there was just one. The there was just one the guy. See, the homophobe. Know? Yeah. <laughs> homophobia. Yeah. Eat chicken. Yeah. <laughs> now it's cool to eat chicken. Right, it's Jim the healthy Cobra's thing. Bit? No, Jim Cobra is a great comic. She's yeah, a, she's a lesbian comic from Louisiana, and she talks out. She says uh, it's hard 
being gay when you're from Louisiana because there's a Chick-fil-A on every <laughs> Oh, I see. So solidarity is yeah. tough. And it yeah. just says, like, fat first and gay second. <laughs> As long like, I feel that. That's nice priorities. So That's yeah. good. That's good. Oh, man. Mm. Now, Nick, how long? You've been doing comedy quite a while. Yeah. I think the first time, I, it's about six years mm-hmm. from the time I, I first did an open mic back in Austin, Texas. And then I decided I didn't like stand-up as much as I liked improv and sketch. Right. I studied improv and sketch for like two years, moved out here to uh-huh. LA. Uh-huh. To upright to go to upright citizens for citizens. I can't talk. The upright citizens brigade. UCB. Uh, UCB. UCB. Yeah, that's easier. Why? Yeah, don't I, I don't go, know why you. Everyone didn't... here knows what UCB is. <laughs> why don't I just say the acronym? You were being clear. That's nice. <laughs> but I came out here to go to do that, and then uh, I got a, a day job at, a, at Flappers Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and just being around the stand-up, it got me into the stand-up thing. Oh, so. interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you do the first open mic in Austin? Because that's where I lived. But I mean, why would you go to an open mic? Oh, you know, well, I guess. I just wanted to. I wanted to give it a try. Yeah. Um, you know, here's what happened. I was working at an off. I was well. I got to back up a few years. Like, let's give you the full backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an hour or however yeah, I mean, much time we have. You know, uh, renting your house by the. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, I got into uh, law school yeah, right out of, uh, out of college, but I got the school I, I really wanted was Syracuse, mm. and I got there. So I was already into St. Mary's and a few other schools. I was ready to go yeah. for the fall if I had to, but I wasn't real sure about that school, and I got into Syracuse like July 10th. And I school think, started. Did they waitlist you, or they, they wait, just? I guess I was on the uh, the waitlist, and they got yeah. found out at the last second. Yeah, right. Jeez. And I found out because my roommate texted me like oh hey there's a huge box from syracuse and you're like what and i was like what and i got and anyhow it wasn't enough time to move to new york yeah Within but like why why syracuse oh uh, i really liked they have they have a very good law school they're about yeah. to build a brand new and i think they have now like a brand new law facility it was in new york it was not new york city but it's like right. still in the state of new york so you could pass the new york bar and practice in the state oh gotcha so it's like i was really interested so in you're looking law. for proximity mostly law. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. I see. I see. And then I went. So I had, anyhow, I had to defer my admission mm-hmm. because it was too soon. When deferring, if you're not, he's a lawyer, he gets it. Yeah. But deferring your admission means you pay a deposit of like $1,000 and they hold your seat for the next year's class. Yeah. That's what I did. Wow. And in that time, I worked for a law firm and worked for a senator and realized I don't want to this, you know? <laughs> so I spent like a few years like, man, my whole college career, I was oh like, my I, gosh. Want to I want to be a yeah, I still yeah, do yeah. have a passion for the law. I just didn't yeah. like the everyday. That's why you quit. Yeah. Yeah. And, retired. And how many retired? <laughs> I'm, retired. I'm retired. I'm a retired attorney. I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 on Friday. How am I older than you? You seem so much more mature. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Kids. It's kids. It's why you look fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Perkins and I are the same age. No. Yes. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Perkins looks 19. I know. It's because he doesn't have children. He doesn't have children. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Perkins. Shout out to Mike Perkins. Hi, Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins. You Reviewing reviews. Check out that Reviewing podcast. Review, review, we're going to review. I want to review <laughs> the podcast. Their podcast? Reviews, reviews. <laughs> reviewing, reviewing, reviews. That's our The next, Inception. That's our next video. I'd like it. We could do that. Planting reviews. He and DJ Demers. Demers. No. Isn't it Demers? That's... He says Demers. Does he? Yeah, I thought it was Demers. I thought it was DJ Demers. I think he needs more E's in his name. I think so. I think we all say <laughs> Demers. DJ, DJ taped the podcast on that table with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. 
Lots of podcasts in this house. This is a good um, house. Good spot. This is the first one we filmed, though. That's ah, a good filming spot. Yeah. So, where the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I went to, <laughs> Why I went you didn't do law school. Yeah. And uh, I got fired from the senator, though legally I was not fired. Legally, it was like, oh, oh a letting go. Nine months. Uh huh. We decide not to continue your whatever. <laughs> your nine month contract? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, legally. So, they didn't I, have to I pay you legally, severance or something? I can legally say I wasn't fired. Uh huh. Because oh, I it see. was like a yeah, we're, we're not letting yeah, going yeah, yeah. beyond your probation. Or yeah, but yeah. They but like, they fired you. you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad. Like at the time, I was really pissed off, and I was like, sure. man, I already hate law. This well, I was starting to dislike that as a career and all. This. So I spent a couple of years like soul searching. And here's the thing: after I got fired, uh, wink, wink, uh, I got to go on unemployment, which is why oh, definitely yeah. it wasn't. If typically if you're truly fired, you can't go on unemployment. But I wasn't. Truly Interesting. Fired. I did that for nine months. Wow. And although yeah. it was kind of stressful, it was amazing. Yeah. It was like awesome. Yeah. Because it was just all this free time and I got like super free. I mean, I did all this right. creative shit. I started a, like a <sighs> website for like a year. Is that right? Yeah. And it was really, a, it was weird because I'm like, man, I'm kind of depressed because I'm out of work. But at the same time, it was like the happiest time. Yeah. So liberating. In my life. Yeah. yeah. And then I got a job right after that and there was, Okay. Hmm. And anyhow, there was a stand-up comic. <laughs> okay. His name was John Buseman. And uh-huh. he worked the front desk at this place I was working. And I'm sitting behind the front desk one day, and he, he looks at his phone. I remember this moment vividly. Yeah. He looks at his phone, he goes, oh, my God, my friend Noel just made the cast of Saturday Night Live. Wow. And his friend was Noel Wells. And so I was like, who the hell is Noel Wells? Yeah. And I go and I Google Noel Wells. And she's very funny. And I go and I look up all these sketches and stuff. No Asian accents, I'm guessing. No, she did. She actually, you know, (laughs) got to take the first episode. She did it. She made it. She did get fired the next season, which sucks. It was that season they hired like six people. Oh. And she was ridiculously talented. They should have have kept her. Um, But they kept Kyle and Beck. Kyle, Mooney, and Beck, which they're fantastic. But it was just weird that they, you know. Got rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. And and so was Mike... uh, the other guy. There were so many Mike. So yeah, many I don't know. I know too many Which Mike are you talking about? The little, the short, little, thin gay Mike. Wow. Funny guy. I've seen him at, I've seen him at UCB since. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. Huh. And um, anyhow, so I go online and I'm watching her sketches. Berbiglia. Mike Berbiglia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn, it's going to bother me. It's not Michael Bryan because he was the writer and he was still funny, but this other guy, this other guy was, was something. You'll think of it. I think that's his name. We'll start talking to Katie. I'll talk to Katie and I'll talk to Katie. You'll think about it. Um, It'll come to you. But yeah, so I go online, I'm watching this girl's videos. Yeah. And I'm like, these are very funny. But mm. what I was thinking in my head at the same time is the stuff me and my buddy Victor and Alden, you know, when we hang out and we talk about all these ideas of what yeah. we make, I was thinking in my head, like, I think we could match this. Yeah. Not necessarily we could always beat it, but we could match it. Yeah. And if she could do it, and she went to the same school, the same oh program knew all the same people i did interesting and grew up where my family owns a restaurant she was like valedictorian at victoria high school oh, or facade cool. uh, my family owns a restaurant they're facades if you're watching this you know, <laughs> um, but no and i think she inspired a lot of people from the austin community yeah it was like oh my god if she can do it oh sure do it. and then my level one improv instructor who i had in austin uh pierce Purcelli, uh he knew noel he had done like sketches with her yeah so he was really inspiring 
encouraged me to wow. eventually move out here. And yeah. then now he lives out here. No kidding. And we hang out from time Interesting. to time. Interesting. So it's, you know, that was the whole path of, you know, me wanting to, you know, weave my way out here and get into yeah. the problem sketch. And then I got yeah. here and somehow got into this depressing stand-up. <laughs> so, but how- All of you are so sad. Why are you so sad? Take an improv class and laugh. But I mean, how did you make the move from improv to stand up? Because I came out here yeah. and I got a day job at, at Flappers Comedy. Oh, and okay. And so I was just so around just, it yeah. 40 hours a week. Yeah. And they taught classes. And by the way, I don't normally pitch classes because I think almost every stand up class in this town sucks. <laughs> but seriously, Ken Pringle's class. Yeah. At Flappers, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because I work there. Ken Pringle's class at Flappers is amazing. Yeah. I recommend. I mean, you that no too. longer work at Flappers. I know. I so this is there an unbiased year. opinion. And I don't recommend Flappers for everything. <laughs> but Ken Pringle's class at Flappers, I'm telling it's you, good. every time I see a comic who has the stage presence but doesn't have the jokes, I'm like, go take Ken's class because yeah. he's like a freaking college professor. Yeah. Of is comedy right? breaks it down into all these <laughs> charts and like how to. I mean, he, he's incredible. Yeah. Hmm. So is there one form you like more at this point than the other? Or, I mean, do you enjoy improv still? Do you try I to love, still do improv I love stuff? Improv. And, you know, I, did, or... I did it for so long. I, I don't want to do it every day, you know? Yeah. Um, Doing the I same stuff few, gets old. I got lucky, and I do mean lucky. I, I got on yeah. this uh, Flappers for like a year and a half, had a house improv team. Uh-huh. And I swear to this day, I only got on it because I worked there. Because the talent, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah, was insane. Yeah, I you're mean, talented too. Though. I know you shouldn't... these people like blew me away. They were like from the groundlings. Oh so, yeah. So they they elevated like a huge background for them. Yeah, like they make me. Some people, you know, I get off stage and people like, oh man, you're amazing. But in my mind, I'm like, I was amazing because they were. <laughs> but that's the beauty of improv. Just, yes, is that it but, takes everybody. Yeah. So. But I'm telling you, they're awesome. And yeah. So. Um, I got every once in a while I still perform with a couple I'm actually doing it tomorrow night at Flappers oh with, nice uh, Uncle Clyde's comedy oh podcast. fun the, the yeah the end the tallying of the and, votes yeah we, we just kill yeah every time we yeah, yeah yeah and part of it's because I don't get to do improv all the time so right. I really treasure it when I do right but oh let me tell you bad improv is, is <laughs> the best I'd rather see bad stand up <laughs> any day than bad improv is, is, you yeah. know Katie and I run a weekly show uh, Giggle Bash every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. at Acme Comedy Theater in Such North a good Hollywood. show. It's such uh, a good it show. It never ends. <laughs> Thursday is our 69th show. Wow. Are you going to do crazy. anything fun for that theme? We were. We had, we had a good friend of ours who, who we found out sick, and so we've been kind of... We were gonna, we were gonna do like, I really want to do like strippers and like. Oh, up, right. We've had kind of a rough few weeks on. Yeah. Like, like yeah, hey, let's back off. And Paul couldn't make it to dance. Or Paul something. couldn't make it. Paul Moonjean couldn't make it to get naked. It's <sighs> uh, a shame. But we kind of pulled away from that. We're like, ah, well, maybe not. We'll, <laughs> we'll do so because we always do something big every twenty-five shows. So we oh, seventy-fifth uh-huh. is six weeks away. Yeah. So you so just I wait then. I think it's the the show after. I guess a little longer away. It's it's a show after Thanksgiving. I think oh, okay. The seventy-fifth. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Oh, he was on Giggle Bash. What is on Giggle Bash? Um, the stand-ups. And the oh yeah. We yeah. What? What is the show? What is the show? Yeah. What is the show? It's a variety show, and there's Lord knows what's on it each week. Like. Yeah. Well, you know, you have stand-up. Yeah, we have stand-up, improv, sketch. My favorite thing to put on is characters. Because mm. um, we have a few people who have come from you know, the Brownlings and well, French accent who's. If you is haven't that watched this video where he, where he, you know, he got three X's on America's Got Talent, 
and turn that into a standing ovation. Yeah. And he's he's my favorite person to if 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 I know we're gonna have a lot of strangers in the audience. Yeah. One of my favorite people to put on the show. He's great because they never know what the hell they're watching. Yeah. And, and yeah. they they love him by the time he gets off stage. And he how I mean, can you not love Kevin Bennett? He's great. You have Don't to say him. his real name. Does he not want his real name? He's he on social medias shit. with his real name. <laughs> he is. Um, but I love putting the characters. We have uh, uh, Eric Schinzer, our good friend from the Flappers Improv Team, mm. and and that guy just we never know what crazy <laughs> yeah. he's gonna come. He I never screams so it by us. So so oh, my favorite yeah. thing is like I have you're surprised. I have no idea what he's yeah. gonna do. Yeah. And the last the last time he was there, he dressed up like a hooker <laughs> and kept yelling at the audience to call some number. Yeah, to call his cell phone. But he didn't say it was a cell phone. It's like, for a good time, you need to call 818-215, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then nobody did anything. Them. He goes, for a great time. He did, he did that like 10 times until somebody in the audience called the number. And, and it was then, his. And it was his. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and, and then every time, it's something just yeah. way out. Of, I mean, Eric, if, uh, he auditioned for SNL. Like the guy oh, is that right? Incredible. Yeah. But he, you never know what crazy ah. he's gonna pull out of left field, and I never get, you know. Yeah. It's one of those people I get so excited, and then uh, uh what's the other girl? Elizabeth? Is it Howard or Hauser? I think Hauser. Elizabeth Hauser, uh, and I've seen her four or five times at other people's shows, mm-hmm. which is usually where I recruit these people, right? Because I've got, I've got like a hundred unopened emails from standups, but characters yeah. and improv teams are harder to get, so I. I I yeah. usually get them by watching other people's shows. Yeah. And and every time I watch her, it's some uh, crazy, crazy, nutty. <laughs> she, she's so funny. I mean, there was this one time she, I don't. It was some. It was like a lady, like a southern proper lady. But then she was obsessed with stamps. Okay. And then started seductively licking the stamps and going out in the audience and making <laughs> other people lick the stamps. It oh, was so outrageous. We loved weird. it. Yeah. And then, when she came to our show, she did like a stand-up bit where her set was purposely not going well. And it oh, was, yeah. yeah. I, I love people like that. You yeah. never know what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, just, you know, and if they come in with a bunch of different sketches and they want lights out, then I'm like, okay, on this Let's weird line, I'll do it, you know? <laughs> um, it's really cool. I like, you know, I look forward to that. And Sometimes we have magicians on. So oh that's, yeah, that's right. That's fun. Um, right. Hypnotists? No hypnotists yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Not yet, but we're slowly building it. You know, we we were in one theater. We were at LA Connection for the first forty shows. Yeah. And now we've been in this one for almost thirty, and we love our, our current theater, Acme Acme Comedy Theater Theater in North Hollywood. It is a beautiful location. It's a though. great space. It's great. And the only the only problem we've had is just because it's it's a real pain in the ass to park in that whole region, not just. Well, they're theater. doing construction over there. Nonstop construction. Yeah. So we're trying to get the word out to people who live in the area to oh, walk. Oh right. To the show because right. you know like two weeks ago we were packed. Is that right? Like just packed. Yeah. And then, that's this is the great. thing about a weekly show that gets to your brain and messes with your emotions. You'll have like oh, busy, yeah. busy, busy, packed, almost sold out, in the next week <laughs> nothing. Just the comics. <laughs> And it's like, yeah. what happened? We did the same marketing, the same everything. Yeah. And then the week before, there was like people who, you know, sometimes people who were just like, oh, we, we just heard there was by. a show. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's so that, that inconsistency can drive you bananas sometimes. That's crazy. And part of it is just trucking ahead yeah. and being like, hey, I think if we just stay here for a hundred more shows. <laughs> It'll finally work. People walking by will be like, oh, that's that show that's here. <laughs> we won't even have to tell them. Like, Get a couple oh, yeah, Yelp reviews. Yeah. You know? Yelp reviews. Yeah. 
we need be that. on reviewing reviews with Vi- yeah <laughs> review reviews with Mike and DJ Demers. yeah so Katie let me ask you have you tried stand up improv anything like that do you have any desire to do it um I did improv when I was younger mm-hmm. um I started I was crazy I did a dance lessons when I was three, singing lessons when I was five, and then acting lessons when I was seven. Okay. Because I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to be a triple threat. Right. I watched of course. all those movies. I wanted to be like Judy Garland, Gene Kelly, and all those people. So um, I had an acting coach, and then she recommended me to this other gentleman who ran like an improv like class. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, I was just a kid who loved Broadway shows, was very comfortable in my own skin. I was really good at improv. They actually put me with the high school students. Oh. I was only like maybe 10 or 11 at the time. Yeah. So All right. It's pretty crazy. But um, I kind of grew up on stage. I did a lot of community theater. I, um, I was like a lead in all the high school productions. And uh-huh. Like but then uh, my high school year, I started kind of getting into the planning of everything like the set pieces right. the props you know just breaking down the whole script doing auditions all that kind of stuff so I was like oh I'd be a really good stage manager I didn't know uh, what that was yeah. until like I was older went to college so then I did that all during college uh-huh. I did have to I did have to take a stage and comic technique class oh um, interesting really crazy and they had us doing this Commedia dell'arte from Italy and you know, all this, like, you know, know. What does that stuff. mean? I don't know what that means. It's all different caricatures. Uh-huh. That, you know, were back in the day. And, uh, the art of comedy? Is that what you're... Yeah, we had all these, like, crazy comedy books. Sounds so stupid. Yeah. Too, yeah, interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I had to take it, you know, I'd take a certain amount of acting classes, even though I was a technical theater major. But um, I worked with actors so much during mm. college, so much myself in my younger years and I did a lot of auditioning in New York when I was younger for movies and TV shows and commercials that like I know what they go through and yeah. I know how to pick talent uh-huh. it's like the, probably the most interesting part of um, working with Nick on Bash and finding us going to different shows and finding people to be on it yeah. you know you could kind of tell within the first couple seconds this person is very, very talented. And, right. You know, there's so much. Potential. Or not. <laughs> yeah, or not. I mean, and she's she's actually good about good about too of uh, of helping me, you know, confirm when I'm like, I don't know, I didn't like uh-huh. that person, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And and it sucks because every you know sometimes you I I you know I get so many damn submissions it's right insane. right like it's banana it's up to like a dozen a day yeah that's why if you email me it takes me like a week sometimes three weeks <laughs> to get back to you it's because all these untalented <sighs> just clogging up the a inbox lot of people who, and most people are very talented but there's a few and it's just they'll send me a tape and and honestly i only watch like 90 seconds of the tape sometimes i can tell them two jokes oh, yeah you're ready yeah and then sometimes i can tell them two jokes you're not yeah but sometimes you get those in-betweens where i'm like I'll give them a shot. Maybe they've. Yeah. This, this video was from six months ago. Surely, <laughs> they've went up a little since then. Yeah. Not always the case. Yeah. Has there been anyone that? I mean, you don't have to make, name names, but have you had the experience where you're like, "Oh, this guy's going to kill," or "This woman's going to kill," and then? I won't say kill, but at least not bomb. And then we've had some. 
Huh. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to name it. And vice versa, right? And it's, and it's frustrating, yeah. And, you know, and then sometimes you have people who also will bring people, like a lot of people to the show and still uh. just... Maybe you know they're bad when their own friends don't clap for them. Like, <laughs> oh, you've, you've seen that happen. Yeah. I, oh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've never done stand-up personally. I've yeah. never done improv, but I think it's great when stand-up people understand improv. Yeah. And, you know, are able to adjust so quickly. Because if you can't read a room, if you're not paying attention to comics before you to find out what topics that, you know, may or may not work. Yeah. Um, that's important and knowing, you know, okay, I got a bunch of different subjects. What can I pivot to? What how can I bring, you know, the audience with me? Yeah. And there's just been some people that I'm like, oh my gosh, they have five minutes. Yeah. I wanna like light them at like one minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's how can we end this? And same thing with improv. Oh, um it, it gets <laughs> Them, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, they need some more time, right? If you need more time. You need at least like ten minutes. Usually, we give them spots of fifteen. It depends. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard with improv. We see their tapes, and you know they might be getting laughs. But as Nick says, who's in the audience? Yeah. Their friends. You know, yeah. we like to go to shows to see people in action. Yeah. Um, That's and I'm going to say too. Anytime we've seen somebody at another show, they never disappoint when they come to ours. It's when all we've seen is a tape. Oh, yeah. But improv's hard because even if I'm seeing good listening, it might just be they were in the zone that night. They were, you know, fresh out of class right. that week. Right. All right. But we have seen, oh, my God. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? And I can't name troop names or Google. But do you remember that? There was a two-prop. Oh, God. They did a <laughs> mono scene. 25 minutes. Really? That was... Painful. Oh, hold on. I'll tell you my favorite <laughs> up moment because we have a lot of people. Beautiful. The, <laughs> the clowns. We had the clowns on our show. Here's the thing. We had the clowns. Now, the first time the clowns were on, they were funny. They did like a sh- very short, like three or four hmm. minute thing. Yeah. The next time they came back, here's what happened, by the way. So I invited Dave Reinitz, the co-owner oh, of yeah. to my yeah. show. I was like, Dave, the show's going great. You got to see it. And for like the previous, what, month? Yeah. Before that, we were practically sold out. Oh, my out gosh. Of the show. Yeah. Then we get to the show Dave is finally coming to, which he was supposed to be on two weeks before and had to <sighs> up his calendar and didn't go. Anyhow, write your shows down, Dave. But he comes to the show. <laughs> it's his own I felt, fault. I feel horrible because he comes to the show. And it's one of those nights where it was in, it was in November. I think yeah. it was the week after Thanksgiving. It was rainy, oh, cold. Oh, gosh. So already people aren't going to be about going outside. Yeah. And it was only the comics. Yeah. And the, here come the clowns, which, which went right before Dave, <laughs> right? And they did 10 minutes and just got. You gave them 10 minutes. Nothing. Just, nothing. I gave them 10 minutes because they had killed so hard with like the three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, they're very. I'm not <laughs> on the clowns performers. They're fantastic performers. Just that night. Eight, that yeah in front of a bunch of stand-up comics who were already ready to kill themselves yeah on a cold rainy night when there's no audience and it was magic it was painful and then dave had to follow the clown beautiful and i'm like perfect and how long was he doing 20 15 10 10 oh gosh that's hilarious but yeah it gets pretty tedious like with a weekly show we do have some last minute cancellations yeah you don't think we don't, we don't know if they're yeah. legit, and that's really bothersome because yeah. 
once the poster goes out, your name's on the poster. Right. We're expecting you to be there. So um, we, we, you know, keep that in the back of our minds with certain yeah. people. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, professionalism. Like, we're not just, you know, some random open mic. We're, <laughs> we're not an open mic. Um, we're it's a show. Yeah. So it's, it's important, you know, that we have professionalism and, um, and that we put on a good show. And we hope that, you know, we can get the, the you know, yeah. audience up. And, but I have to say, even if it's just comics and, like, an improv team or whoever's on the show, it can still be fun. Like, yeah. yeah. People yeah. stick around and yeah. talk. And, you Absolutely. Know, that's, that's, we always tell, I always tell Katie, that's how we know it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Even if there was very little audience, if everyone sticks around after the show and talks to each other, yeah. it was a good it's show. supposed to shuffling People out. Jet out the <laughs> and there's been those shows yeah. in both theaters. Yeah. I think maybe like six or seven shows ago. Yeah. That one, No, that was a show where we had a good crowd, but everybody sat at the back. Uh, Remember, and I got so pissed off at that the next week because we had like thirty people. It was a nice little crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the very back. So the next week, I told Katie, we're literally take physically removing all the chairs in the showroom. Oh yeah. Except for the first three rows, and we've done that every every week since, and there's a night and day difference. Is in that fact, right? Was it last week or the week before? We had we had another situation where it just happened. It was mostly comics again, and it felt like a full house. The sound quality. Yeah. The sound quality. Yeah. And you have to. Yeah, everyone has to pay attention because there's nowhere else yeah. to sit but the first no three rows. Yeah. And uh, and you look really stupid if you sit behind that because it's this vast like right. space. So it changed. Yeah. It oh, that's a great idea. Oh, and, there you uh, go. And now, uh, last thing we have, um, we have a new camera that we bought. Uh huh. Uh, that Nick invested in, and we've been taking pictures of the comics. For yeah. Movie, yeah. Sending them a bunch of great. Which is so great. We found from. Doing the poster, you know, a lot of stand-ups don't have great photos. Yeah. Gosh darn it, we don't get those <laughs> great photos. And the funny thing, yeah. I saw someone's IMDb page today has Nickel Bash. There you go. Back. I, I forget who it was, um, but I was so excited. But people use it. Um, yeah. Oh, Amber. Amber. Oh, Amber. Amber. Yeah, she's it's great. Fun. It was on her IMDb page. Yeah. So it's like, oh my and gosh. she's somebody who I booked because she was a friend of a comic who has been on it so like a dozen times and she yeah. kills all the time. She, she but I, she was kind of side unseen. And she may, you may have sent me a tape. I didn't watch it. Uh, because I already knew you. Like as a there person, you go. You had the end. killed it. Absolutely just Yeah. It. I think it was only like her first or second time doing stand-up. And then we have another girl who's a friend of a friend, uh, Abby, who had done improv for like, what, 30 years? And, always, and she did our, our show by doing stand-up like her second time and just hilarious. But yeah. But, but with her and Amber both, they're natural performers. Yeah. Just natural. They yeah. Just belong. You're born to be on stage. So yeah. Just, you can just, it oozes out of them. Like right. You belong on stage. Yeah. So, Almost yeah. where they feel most comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. It's good. We're giving people photos for free. Yeah. You know, and then I keep seeing them pop up on Facebook as their profile. Yeah. Which is so great. You know, so it's good advertising for us, but it gives them great photos. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. You know, no, that's so nice. I literally, I've had like at least a dozen people who I swear the only reason they went on the show is so they get good photos <laughs> on stage. But it works because we started, we started that uh, in like, Ju- like mid June. Yeah. And since then, like the number of comics asking to be on the show. Oh, has it gone up? Like yeah. Word spreads. Yeah. yeah. If only our audience would. <laughs> 
would value it. All the comics in town know about the show. If only the audience. Uh, That's our next. That'll week. come along. We're working on it, though. The th- our Dan Kane who owns Acme Theater is helping us uh, invest in Instagram ads and things like oh, that. Oh, nice. So, you know, we'll hopefully get that walk yeah. in. You know, our whole thing is we want to build an audience of strangers. Right. Because once we have that, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. Just, the more pranks you can pull, right? Because if you walk into a, a room full of comics and everybody, by the way, I mean, comics, everybody knows each other's yeah. sets and their acts yeah. and their bits. But when you come in front of strangers and yeah. they don't then it know gets it, fun. you can ah. with them endlessly. <laughs> I mean, you can pull crazy pranks and yeah. the kind of ah. that, you know, Eric does or French accent does or Elizabeth does. I mean, it just, you know, it kills even harder in front of just all strangers yeah. who don't know what's going on. Right. Right. That's the best. I mean, that's what we. Yeah. Well, let's just talk too. It's it's because we're in L.A. If we took our show to Santa Barbara or Ventura or just somewhere, there's nothing going on. Yeah. I just think you'd crush. We'd, well, we'd sell out. Yeah. Because there's for sure. nothing going on. Right. But it's really hard, even with top-notch talent, to sell out a show. Yeah. Yeah. In L.A. Huh. Well, let me ask you this, Katie. Uh, I want to get to to the religious part of it, but first, I want to see from more of a Booker's perspective. Yeah. Uh, Pet peeve. Do you have any pet peeves that stand-ups do? Um, I, I, I mean, it's L.A., so it's hard, but uh, I don't like when people aren't genuine with us. Okay. Us, that, like, they, oh, you mean like in real life? In real life. Not necessarily just on stage. Yeah, because sometimes we'll go to shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I heard about Giggle Bash or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Show. Gotcha. Some people are just, like, schmoozing. You know, really schmoozing. Yeah. Actually care about you as an individual. <laughs> That's so weird. I'd say um, pet peeves would definitely be like you know when they submit. Yeah. Which we have you know to submit, send your headshot, your video, you know all that kind of stuff. If you don't follow the directions, like we don't book you. Yeah, oh. We just yeah. Book you, or yeah. if your your emails just kind of like you know like book me or whatever. Like, oh you know, right. There's no little like hi I'm so and so here's this like. Just be professional about it. Yeah. And also, um, we have a thing right now that, you know, says that we'll get back to you in such and such days and stuff like that. That automatically goes to them. Don't email us more than once. Oh, sure. Um, Let it breathe. Right Let it breathe. We've emailed yeah. it like six <laughs> times. And you're going to the bottom of the list every time you do. You know who you are. All these other people. Yeah. Well, my, my whole thing is <laughs> Google groups everything by conversation in person anyhow. Right. Right. So, so you I know. Why, right. So the oldest email gets open first. So every time you re email me, Google pushes you to the bottom <laughs> of the list. Stop. Wait. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, I think I got like three emails in, or like in like two or three days. Even though every Interesting. time you, email, you get an automatic reply saying, give us yeah, seven let us, ten let us. business days. That's two weeks. <laughs> Well, I do yeah. business but every day, not, Nick. not the only person who's done that. Other people do. Yeah, yeah. But it's frustrating. It's like, yeah, wait. Just once, like, get a completed email. Your headshot, your video. Yeah, just one. That, yeah. Oh, don't, don't send us – I know there's a pet peeve of a lot of producers. Don't send mass emails to producers. Like, customize the email. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I see what I you're saying. I literally got one the other day from, like, constant contact kind of thing. Yeah. Sent to my email. I deleted it. Hello, club. Hello, Booker. <laughs> Please, I really want to be on your show. Yeah. It would yeah. be neat. You know? Your show is so fun. Yeah. And, and Interesting. you know, like, you know, over, overall, yeah. you know, most of the comics are awesome. And yeah. 
Yeah, of course. But the, but the funny stuff are the horrible ones, Yeah, right? as always. As always. Yeah. Now, Nick, I want to ask you before we get to the religious stuff, why do you feel drawn or do you feel drawn to comedy? Something you feel like you have to do? Yeah. Why? Why know. do you feel like you have to do it? Well, I think just in that turn of, you know, I like I don't know how to take things seriously. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think, you know, in moving past law of what I originally wanted right. to do, I was just looking for that thing that like brings people happiness to a degree. <laughs> yeah, just, as opposed to just money. Yeah, and yeah. I've always been, a, you know, I, I remember, you know, going through some tough times, like maybe like my freshman year of high school, uh, in parts of, I went through a tough time my, my, uh, in junior high, a little bit like seventh grade, and, you know, just kind of fought through it, and then went through some more trouble my, my freshman year, like my parents were having trouble with their marriage, and, <laughs> you know. And, uh, are they divorced now? Yes. Yeah, very, very much so. That's why they're happy. Um, gotcha. But, uh, my freshman year in high school, though, when I went through, you know, the same kind of, my parents' trouble, my parents' marriage went through trouble, my seventh grade went through trouble again in, like, ninth grade. But Mm -hmm. ninth grade, what was different is, you know, I was an immature freshman in high school. Sure. And I had this English class uh, with this teacher, uh, Rhonda Meath. Wow. Really, she hated me. (laughs) <laughs> and and she kind of hated me from day one. And Why? when somebody, I don't know. You just got that vibe just, from her? Yeah. Yeah. And when somebody just hates you that much and you know you can't change them, you yeah. just feel, you know, entitled to <sighs> them. And so I did. And mm. I would like mess with her endlessly and I would get all these laughs. And like my freshman English class, it was like a comedy class. <laughs> And so if I'd get like a small little laugh from somebody, I'd just keep pressing and pressing and pressing. <laughs> and me and this kid, Voldemort Rosas. Voldemort? Voldemort was his name. I thought you said Voldemort at Voldemort. first. Good old Voldemort. No, Voldemort Rosas. Voldemort Rosas, this Mexican kid. Yeah, he was hilarious. One yeah. of the funniest people I've ever met. He, he probably would have done well in comedy. Yeah. And he sat on the other side of the room, and me and him would just tattoo <laughs> the whole like hour and a half class. Interesting. It was like three times a week. And I don't know. I don't even know how many times we got kicked out. Yeah. And sent to the principal's office. I mean, it was one. That's hilarious. Thing after another, every day. Such a it troublemaker. Was, oh yeah. And uh, but that class, you know, made me realize I, that I liked laughter. Uh huh. And I didn't know that I'd really like want a career in that. I was right. Always, I was always like, oh, I want to be like a movie composer or an engineer or you know, and later a lawyer. You know, like I got to have this serious money yeah. making career. But I knew that I liked. Is that from your parents? You think this uh, stable career idea? <laughs> Just, um, oh, I see. Just being practically minded yourself. Yes, but you know, I you know, I, I did so much like singing and musical theater and all that as a kid. It felt mm-hmm. really, you know, after the whole thing of okay, well, I'm not going to go to law school. I'm almost thirty <laughs> now. What? Right. And going through, you know, a lot goes through your head when you're like hitting that that change you know yeah and it was like you know i'm just i just feel like i was born to be on stage yeah. doing something and i feel more comfortable on stage than almost anywhere yeah else like sure. the bright lights and the zone out and <laughs> you're just shouting no, things into the void i feel more yeah. comfortable on stage talking about super super vulnerable <sighs> to strangers right than i do sitting in the conference room at work like i did today you know talking to <laughs> yeah. executives about you know ebitda forecasts and yeah you know, Whatever. Interesting. I love my job. Don't fire. <laughs> I can't wait I for need my to watch job. this. Oh By my the gosh! Way, comedians, <laughs> if you're gonna move to LA, you gotta have a day job. Yeah. It's the number one reason. But 
there, there are people who come here who are oozing with talent. Some of the most talented people I've ever seen in my life have to move back home. Yeah. Because it is so expensive to live here. What we pay here for renting this freaking townhouse, we could, oh, I'm serious, we could own yeah. Oh, yeah. like a mansion back home in Texas or in, 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 uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's no question. And, uh, you know, you got to have a day job. So uh, please don't fire me for this. <laughs> I'm good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're good at your job, though. I actually really am. Like, yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and, and I'm in the zone and I do my, you know, I do my work. I, I'm, and I think, you know, I was worried about how they take, take it that I was a comic, but I don't, I don't really, I mean, I'll make jokes, but I don't, yeah. I still do my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of know? course. And, they don't know that you're a stand-up by but, night. Yeah, but I have said, you know, yeah. the long-term goal is to, to leave all of you. Yeah. Yeah. For but Netflix or HBO or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. you know. State, you know, it's a, it's a great job. And I yeah, of course, that, but, of course. Um, Interesting. Just, uh, but I do feel it sometimes. You know, I'll say this: like working at Flappers, uh, although working for any comedy club is paid benefits. <laughs> no, no, honestly, honestly, doesn't matter. I mean, I know the industry. Unless yeah. you're like a top executive, like the Improv or something. For the most part, it's it's actually paid across the industry. Yeah. It's not a personal thing. You know, the owners of Flappers were great to me. It was it was just it's an industry thing. Yeah. It's, it's not on the club I worked at, but. You know, the one thing I do miss is just even though you know I have you know fantastic pay benefits, everything at my current job, it's great. Uh, I miss being in the industry day to day. Oh, because sure. Because the one thing I did love about Flappers, even though it was just organized chaos at all times, and working at any comedy club would be. I'm not talking about Flappers. I promise. I love Flappers. I want to have uh, a running total of how many times you said. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to clarify because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, no. Yeah. Flappers, it's like it's the industry. Yeah. But the one thing I just loved is that randomly, you know, we, we'd have a major problem. All the computer, all the point of sale system would go off in Flappers, sure. right? And I go down there and fix it. And then when I'm done, I go into the green room and Bill Burr's sitting there. Oh, yeah. Or I'm in the yeah. office one day and Craig Robinson comes in and just sits on the couch and talks to the whole staff for an hour and a half. Yeah. Or we find out at 4.30 p.m. that Jerry Seinfeld's coming at 7.30 p.m. Right. Like that. <laughs> you can't beat that. Is, it was magic. And yeah. Adam, oh, Adam Sandler's going to come in tonight. What? Conan O'Brien's stopping by tonight. What? Yeah. I mean, so even though it was like constant struggling to live day to day financially, no, again, no matter what <laughs> club I worked at, it's not. But, yeah. but I think everybody who works there feels that of like, that's the thing is just on you know i have such a great paying yeah. job yeah but it's not you don't have that magic yeah and that's the one thing i, I do miss about about flappers is the magic of like you know the you just never know who's gonna right what's gonna happen in and yeah. then you work there and you're in charge of fine you know i was in charge of accounting so i like mm. you know would be in charge of you know making the checks and you know yeah so it was there was something you know pretty cool about the people that would you know just never knew yeah who yeah. was going to randomly pop in or say they were going to, I mean, you know, and every time Kevin Hart came, I was out of town because he would tell us on Wednesday night, <laughs> every time, like yeah. Wednesday, Hey, I'm going to uh, partner with so-and-so he's going to let me headline and wow. In his place. And you missed everyone. And every those... time I was in Texas, I was like, ah, and at one time he had like Beyonce and Pharrell and all those people. Yes. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And there was a picture the other day. Brian Kylie was in the flappers green room with a rod. Oh yeah. From the Yankees. I'm like, from the Yankees. I'm <laughs> like, it's just insane. Yeah. And that's the kind of <sighs> that would happen there. I was like, yeah, you know, it's low pay, whatever. Cause it's the comedy industry. Again, yeah. <laughs> the industry, not the club. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's the, it's the same reason that people will work for minimum wage. Yeah. And barely making a dime at the right. comedy store. Of course. Cause it's, it's magic. And yeah. if I, if and I, stage time, right? Some stage oh, time. 
No, it's the most it's magical, good. most incredible hookup of stage. I mean, if, if I yeah. literally had a trust fund and I didn't need to work, I would. That's where I you would, would work my ass off to get a gig at the comedy store. Just because yeah. that that face to face time. I mean, I see how far it's you know pushing people who who are working there who are you know already talented, but then right. on top of that, they're you know buddying up with the best comics in the world. I mean, it's just, yeah, can't beat that. Yeah. Now, how did you two meet? And then I want to talk about your religious Tinder. Beliefs. Is that right? No. Tinder. No. Um, Grinder. Which um, one? It was on OkCupid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Nick actually um, didn't have like a username. It was Nick Luthridge. Oh. I didn't did know. you not understand? Yeah. <laughs> I never used that platform before. I'd only used Tinder, which of course Tinder I had a yeah. fake name on Tinder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a different gig, right? But no, nah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. So, and also in his bio, it said he worked for a comedy club in Burbank. That's Flappers is the only comedy the only club one. in Burbank. Yeah, of course. Um, so what I did, you know, as I would do with anyone I was, you know, talking to that I'd meet in person, I uh-huh. you know, Google them, of course. So all his videos popped up and stand up. Oh yeah. Because he said, you know, that he did comedy, he was a stand up. That's what he wants to do. And I was hesitant. I I stayed away from actors and stuff about uh-huh. YouTube, but because I didn't want to date someone you know that wanted to be an actor i've been through so many of them in college and stuff (laughs) it was like no way um but i watched his videos so many yeah and uh yeah i watched his videos and he did a podcast and yeah he was so nerdy on this podcast this joe fina's podcast and um he was talking about like the macy's parade and his love of price is right and like all this other stuff and i'm just like this guy is hilarious and national he, treasures yeah and he was also a choir nerd like me so i'm like we're probably gonna hit it off and, gotcha and um yeah and we got together and talked for a little bit he was in texas uh-huh. for christmas and i was here my family was coming in and then we met that first week of january and then, yeah Second date asked me to be his girlfriend. So, wow, yeah. cutie pies. Yeah, so it's been it's been good, and then um, and then last April is when we moved into this place. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's been going really good. But, That's yeah, great. We have a similar, even though he's in he's from Texas, I'm from Pennsylvania. Both our families were, um, you know, Catholic, and uh-huh. you know, so we kind of had that in common. Yeah, I was just gonna ask if the religious belief stuff factored into it at all. Um. I mean, I went through all the... I went to, like, an Irish Catholic church. Mm-hmm. So, a Roman Catholic church. So, we did all the Gregorian chant-type stuff and music. And I cantered for years when I was in middle school on through high school. And Nick also cantered and, you know, yeah. sang at the church. So, I think... Now, that can- cantering is singing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. singing up the front of the church. Well, yeah, you're, like, leading the church. Yeah. And you whatever... Whatever yeah. weird... Shit, you're singing. <laughs> yeah, and um, in Latin or in English, what? Ah, uh, depends. Yeah, it depends. What part of the mass you're singing? Uh huh. Because some of it's like just the real simple, like the Kyrie eleison, which is Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually just sung in Latin because everybody knows what it means. It's three <laughs> words. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, you're a <laughs> Catholic. I can curse, yeah. unlike the Mormons, because right. I ask forgiveness on Saturdays. Right, right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then like maybe the Agnus Day or something like that. They'd sing, but like the longer stuff. Oh, yeah, English. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I sing more Latin with um, like 
choirs in school or after mm-hmm. school uh-huh. than actually in church except for certain occasions. Like in college choirs, I don't yeah. even know how many different masses we – because a mass is just the, the text and then there's all these settings of it by every composer ever. Mm. And so, you know, you'd sing the whole mass all the way through and – yeah, because you up until like the sixties, until the Second Vatican Conference, which is this thing where all the the Pope people, the Pope people, the Cardinals and the Pope, lots of Pope, lots of yeah. Pope people, the the Pope folks, the Pope folks, uh, <laughs> nah, the the Cardinals or whatever, they got together and were like, yeah, let's change it up. So like, the, it used to be like the preachers would just sit up there and do it all, and then in like the sixties, they changed it to where the people had to. Mm. Do it like so. They they do a lot of call and response kind of stuff, Got and it. then now it's you know it just depends where you go because if you go to small town America, it's you know still like that. But in some other places they're trying to jazz it up. And they do like these praise band things. That here's the thing: like you go to a mega church and listen to their music, it's usually really pretty music. Yeah. But the hybrid Catholic stuff just it doesn't work. It's weird. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Like it's not it's not like the full on Christian rock. But it's not full on Catholic. It's just gee. Huh. Yeah, I'm. It sounds weird. I, I'm used to the Roman Catholic Mass. I'm used to you know standing or kneeling or sitting or whatever. You yeah. know, Not like I feel very uncomfortable in mega churches. Though I'm very interested in their technical aspects and how good their cameras are and like. Oh, I see. You know the production value. The bands are always amazing, but. I get very uncomfortable when people are, you know, getting into it and putting their hands up and closing their eyes. Oh. It's just not me. I'm used yeah. to, you know, singing in a group, you know, awkwardly with the congregation. <laughs> yeah, but very proper. Very yeah. still. We, proper. Like, yeah, yes, even, even, the proper way to work. Yeah, even my church coming up, like, it was kind of a weird thing if someone um, was... By the way, we would only do it up in the choir loft if there was extra instruments, which honestly would only be like a guitar mm. or a violin. And that was maybe, I don't even know if we'd go tambourine. like Trumpet? No trumpets? Maybe trumpet for okay. like Christmas or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. But mostly it was like organ all the way. Yeah. Like nothing crazy. So Yeah. No yeah. drums. No. It was, yeah. It's just very old. Yeah. <laughs> Hymns and, you know, the Gregorian chants. So that's gotcha. how we now, do you still believe in God? Yes. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most of the time. When do you yeah. not? When do you feel like you don't? I don't know. I think this is like any, you know, from time to time, there's like, what if all this is... <sighs> sure. I think it's natural. Yeah. Because yeah. here's my thing is like, I just don't trust humans. <laughs> and if humans wrote all the <laughs> down, it could all be fake. But here's, here's my thing yeah. is like, I think there's unquestionably something more powerful than all of us. Mm. I think it's naive of us as humans to say anyone knows exactly what that is because you don't. But I like the, you know, I find it like, here's my thing with religion. Like, even if it's, you know, not real, like, because there's so many religions around the world that swear there's their thing is the real thing, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I feel the, I still think it's therapeutic to have because it's just like a, ref, it's, it's like meditation. Mm. It's like this reflective period. So, like, even if we don't know, like, who's the real God or whatever, you know, there's still a point to it. Like, I still think you can get something out of religion, yeah. you know. Because it's like atheists. Like, yeah, atheists don't believe in a god. But that doesn't mean they don't believe in, like, some sort of faith in something like love or, you know, right. hope about something. You hope something will turn out. I mean, you still have, you know, some sort of faith in something. You have faith that the sun won't burn out for the next few years, right? You know, you keep going it's to work science. each day. It's not yeah, yeah, I that's know. But science yeah. is it? Yeah, but that's the thing. Even science, what we didn't know a hundred years ago. You take that back right you now. Know? 
I'm yeah. just saying, like, you don't, nobody knows everything. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the Bible's just kind of like a couple stories they threw together. Uh huh. Take it as it is. Because there's some really messed yeah. up stories. Some I don't read that <laughs> word for words. I, yeah, no. I honestly have right. never read the Bible, like, cover to cover. Cover to cover. No, I've read sections of the Bible. Yeah. You know, but um, honestly. Songs of Solomon. Yeah, I took um, an right. intro to World of like, Religions course. Uh-huh. The only reason I knew so much about Christianity was because of musicals. Like oh. Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph and <laughs> yeah, of course. And Coat, of course. Like that, that, you know, explained to me, you know, the whole Easter. <laughs> yeah, the major stories. Yeah, the major stories. Interesting. Yeah, that's It's not covered in mass? It is, but I wouldn't really pay attention that much. <laughs> and it was in Latin. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know, like, especially when you're a kid, like, you've heard right. sure. how many, like how many times, but... Like, the Easter stuff always confused me. Like, what happened? What day? And all this stuff. Oh, but, right. But there's just some weird stories in the Bible and just weird rules that, you know, I think you just have to take out of it that, you know, you should be nice to other people. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. some of the stuff that Jesus said was really <laughs> cool, you know? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but some of the stuff is kind of really dark, especially the Old Testament, but... Old Testament's a fun book. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily... Oh, the seven days thing? Yeah, that... You mean yeah. the beginning of the entire yeah. book? Yeah, Genesis like, 1? That's yeah, where you're already doubtful? Like, yeah, science, like, you know... Yeah. Because that's when it gets weird is when there's, you know... So what about the argument of it's not a day, it's just a time span? Right? Like, maybe it was a million years. Yeah. Maybe it was a hundred years. That's why you shouldn't read the Bible word for word and take yeah. it all in truth. Because it could be that. Yeah, like maybe it's yeah. a mixture of both. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows everything. Calm down. I mean, I know where to know everything, though. I know where to go Do to you? find. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, I'm not saying that you know, but yeah. I just you know. Yeah. But if you ever, if you ever like really sat there and thought like, oh man, there's no God, no anything, your mind runs endlessly. Yeah. With questions of like, how, what was the Big Bang Theory? What happened? What's outside of the universe? What caused the universe? Are there other universes? Like, yeah. I mean, it goes like my mind races when I start thinking about that because I yeah. mean, and, and I don't know that the story of the Bible's you know hundred you know again it's it's written by a man who knows what's real or not but you know it's just it's something that's you know it's reflective it's a practice you know it's a thing you do mm-hmm. you know. So do you believe in afterlife? I I I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope so for the people who do nothing but talk about the afterlife their whole life. Yeah. Otherwise, it's wasted. <laughs> I would hope so, but yeah, like, because then that's kind of freaky too. Like, you think of all the people that have ever lived on Earth. Sure. Where are they? You're just yeah. a skeleton. Yeah, I don't know if, um, <laughs> I don't know if, you know, we, like, go to this, you know, heaven. I, I would like, I would like to hope you get reunited with people that you love. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you get reincarnated as another person or Oh, thing. sure. I mean, I wouldn't want to be reincarnated as a fly or anything, you know. Right, or, right. Or be on the wrong end of, like, you know, a famine or something like that. Getting yeah. born into a bad time period. But um, you'd hope you'd meet, you know, the people that you loved and that, you know, they're at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also hope that the people that were really terrible and did horrible things to people, you know, have you want a punishment. Like... <laughs> oh, like, cause then it's, but then you're yeah. like, oh, wait might be all this, the same thing it doesn't matter sure you know? sure but you hope there's some sort of afterlife yeah but we all die 
Yeah, we all die. Not everyone's I mean, going to die. Nothing, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be yeah. scared. But, yeah. <laughs> it's coming, Mom. Yeah. A couple more but years. But I don't necessarily oh, believe goodness. in, like, hell necessarily or purgatory. It just seems like a big joke to get more money out of people. Oh, yeah. inter- really? You yeah. feel like well, that's... Well, in, in Catholicism, you can pray people out of hell. Oh. That's why you should join today. <laughs> Is that what the candles are about? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that just saying prayers. You like pay to, you pay, you pay for God to love you or something. All right. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> you pay for. Well, yeah, you got to pay for everything. Nothing's free. Well, you know what's great? I got to tell you this. My grandmother. This how my family was. Mike. So my grandma, uh, she was in charge of like keeping. So in the Catholic Church, you're supposed to like donate on a schedule. So not just willy-nilly donate money you'd actually say i'm gonna give x amount of dollars per month this year and my grandma was in charge of tracking that <sighs> at saint mary's church in Friedeck, near my hometown yeah and i remember she used to just like just you know spill the beans when i was over there talking about all the people who wouldn't turn in their money on time like oh well, that family right there is two months behind and you catch up and i'm like grandma <laughs> you can't be yeah. you spreading that yeah. that's great make yeah. it public yeah, yeah. Just, yep full transparency Thompson family the Thompson family but yeah and then how my Catholic church are, are run in Pennsylvania yeah back in the day they used to have more of like a youth group kind of thing but when I came up there was just you know CCD on Sunday where you go to Sunday said what school. CC oh CCD Sunday okay. school right and that was that was it like there was and I'd go to choir uh-huh. like before or after church or something or before Sunday school but that was it there was no going to there was like no work. mass or something there, well there's mass but there okay. wasn't any sort of like youth group for kids oh I like see what you're saying the church had like yeah, yeah, a really yeah. presence youth group or right. the roller skating all that stuff we didn't have that stuff so you said Sunday very, school yeah it was a very um, I always thought of church as a very cold like staunch kind of yeah kind of place there wasn't really a fun <laughs> Yeah, my, my my upbringing was weird because like so my mom was Catholic her whole life, my dad was Lutheran, but when we were little for like until I was in like sixth grade, we went to a Baptist church. So we go to like we go to like mm. multiple times a year at my grandma, my aunt Rita, and my mom to the Catholic church. Mostly we went to a Baptist church till I was in like sixth grade. I, I think it's like right when my, when my parents' marriage started having trouble, then my mom started going back to the Catholic church, and uh, then I kind of went with her. Yeah. Um, but the Baptist church, man, there was some insane ah. at that Baptist church, dude. It was always so. There was one guy who was like ah. his stepdaughter. There was it was always something. You never knew what kind of crazy. Ah. I was. I mean, our family was one of them. Right? I mean, my my parents, right? But um, yeah, it was it was always some kind of crazy ah. going down. And then we had this one guy who was like one of the youth group leaders who was uh, dating like a fourteen year old. Wow. Well, he wasn't at it. Hold on, let me back up. He was like 18, she was 14, and then they got married later on. But uh, then he turned out, he was like, was like a coach at a school and then was like diddling the high school volleyball team girls or something. Uh, it was always something. It was always something with uh, kids, isn't it? Right? And always every church, including the Catholic church, it's all about uh, kids. They're just uh, so tempting, they're right? They're so tempting, right, Paul Moonji? And uh, oh that's why you taught at that religious high school. No. Um, <laughs> But, I love yeah, it. Yeah, but the, the Baptist man, yeah, I, I remember growing up going to all that, and we'd sing all the, you know, all the little catchy songs and the Father Abraham and the, you know, this, that, and the other. And yeah. Then, and then vacation. Did you guys have vacation Bible school? Did you have that? I mean, it my church like, would do EFY. 
especially for youth, oh, God. which was like a Bible camp essentially, but for Mormons, right? Well, we so. had we had like vacation Bible school, which is like it was basically free daycare for your kid for a week. Oh, and my mom would my mom would make us go to like every one in town. <laughs> Because she didn't have to deal with us. Yeah. Yeah, right? That sounds so amazing. So we go to the Baptist one. The, the, Lutheran one, the Lutheran one was actually fun. I like the Lutheran one. And then we go to like the uh, the Church of Christ. There was some, I, I think it was the Church of Christ. There was one of them that was like <sighs> six ways from Sunday that was like strange. And then, yeah, if you go to all that. And um, I like the Lutheran one. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I did. I like the Lutheran. We like the Lutherans. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you, you, you know... I feel like the Lutherans are, you know, the they're relaxed they're, enough they're for you. They're relaxed, yeah. The lazy Lutherans. I don't know. <laughs> they were. They had a good vacation Bible school, and then I went to actual church camp, like sleepaway camp, mm. and that's where I first learned to shoot a rifle. Was mm. at Christian summer camp. As you do, shoot rifle and shoot a bow and arrow. It was like you got to kill Satan. <laughs> that was the goal, and you like. It was weird because like it was a lot of fun during the day. You have like. Horse, I got stepped on it by a horse. I remember that. It hurt. Wow. Horse stepped on my foot. It hurt for like a week. But yeah, they had like horseback riding and water skiing. And like it was, just, it was gorgeous. It was on a lake and it had like zip lines. It was awesome. And then at night, they'd make like all 300 kids get like around the campfire and cry about everything they ever did in their whole life. And that was like every night. And it was weird. I was like, why is this so cool in the day and so creepy at night? Because that was that one. And then, so that was Frontier Camp. That was in Northeast Texas. And then I went to like the state Baptist. It was like the first Baptist state camp or something. It was in Palacios, Texas. And that place was bananas to me. Because they made us go to like these concerts with this creepy (laughs) Christian rock. Not that all of it's creepy, but this was. And just that place, uh, I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> and I'm not criticizing all Baptists. Some Baptists are, you know, less creepy, but you know, some are fine. Sure. But the the you know, I've seen some. <laughs> not to say Catholics haven't done some stuff, because yes, we have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the whole confession booth thing, kind of weird. Yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of just a random man-made. We role. skip out on that part. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't go to confession because I don't want to tell a priest, you know, anything. Like I just feel like that's yeah, he might write us out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, isn't that the what do you mean thing. to God? He might write you out to God. That's the point, right? Don't tell anybody the truth ever. There yeah. is a protection a in the law for that. Unless you are going to commit a crime, you know? What if you are? Well, Unless then you shouldn't do it, the right? The funny thing is, I did for like a second when I was younger think about becoming a nun. Oh. But in my defense, the nuns I was, ex- well, the nuns that I was exposed to at our Catholic church were terrible people. Oh, like, interesting. They were awful human beings. But what did they depict in, you know, in movies? The Sound of Music. Maria's yeah. Maria's a cool nun. And Sister Act. Of like, course. They're, they're, they're singing nuns. So, yeah. But, you know, there's way more than singing, so that would work for me. But for yeah. a second, when I was younger, I was like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe that. Yeah, but, you know, it sounds like a cool idea, but I'm like, no, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, now, Nick, I have been curious because they're the interesting, one interesting, you have many interesting attributes. Do I? Yes. But one that I've been curious about because it is often attached to religion is that you're a eunuch. I am a real-life eunuch. Yeah. You heard it here, not first. (laughs) 
is is that because of religion? I mean, you were a cantor boy and oh, Catholic. Oh, I was born to be it. No? You know, no. I mean, so it was not a religious choice. It's not like I chose to get my balls chopped off. They, Some people do, bigger, right? Or no? Know. Is that not a thing I don't anymore? I think so, because I think pretty much all trannies, like for the most – can you call them? I don't think you that? should say trannies. All trannies. Uh, I think I could – I think I – hold on. You're halfway there I yourself. Think, Is that I the argument? You're gonna... that word because I'm a unit. I think I have privilege. You've been the most I call depressed. It unit privilege. But uh, yeah. most like transsexual people that I have met still have their stuff, and typically they go through something called chemical castration. Right. Right. Where they just take estrogen or whatever, and it kills off testosterone, uh, and it works. They have beautiful skin. Um, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but yeah, I was I just you know had a condition where I was just born. Well. Technically, I was. I, I got to clarify. Technically, I was born with the organs still further up in. Um, there's a tube that runs from like your kidney to your scrotum, and that's where your testicles live till right before you're born. Hmm. And then they descend into the scrotum. Yeah. And then once they're into the scrotum, then uh, then you're born, right? Sometimes they don't come down. That's called an undescended testicle. That's pretty common. It's like one out of a hundred births, one percent. Yeah. What's less common is to have it on both sides. Mm. Because usually when you have a UDT, an unsynthetic testicle, they, usually it dies, so you'll just have one that lives. Will they shrivel up? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it just, it, by the time it's they, reabsorbed. they pull it down, either it gets absorbed or, uh-huh. or your body, um, you know, or they have to take it out for some other reason, or just or they'll try to introduce testosterone when you're, you know, a teen or whatever, and it just never grows, and so it becomes a cancer risk when you just, you know, take it out, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in my case, I had it both sides. Lucky. Born that way. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, so what my doctors tried to save it, tried to save them and stuff, but they couldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I've known my whole entire life. But I'm right. lucky to be alive in 2019 because I don't have to have the you know, effects of it because there's like all this modern. Thanks to all those athletes cheating oh, in sports. There's interesting. great artificial testosterone out there. So, I mean, I was able to still, you know, have sex and yeah, yeah, yeah. grow this very, very, very <laughs> patchy facial hair. Yeah. It never looks more than just like pubes on my face. It's more um, than I can grow, though. But it's better than nothing. Yes, you're very I, clean cut. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It do doesn't it. look good. And uh, it looks better on this. This camera is making it look better than it really is. <laughs> you look fantastic. But, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it was weird. Mm. It was weird growing up, like, it was. Here's the thing that sucks, honestly, because I talk about it so openly now. I literally never talked about it with anyone except I didn't even really talk about it with my parents except when I was younger. Definitely just avoided the topic at all times with everyone until I had a long-term girlfriend um, Uh, in – uh, it was like 2011 to 2015 before I moved out here. Yeah. And, you know, so then I opened up with her about it, but – because I had to, um, you know, it had some other, you know, brief sexual things where you can kind of conceal it. Honestly, everything's working down there, right? I mean, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. works. So if it's like a real quick thing, they're yeah. like, eh, just, just, it contact. was just weird. Eye contact, yeah. please. Look here. Yeah. Look here, Amanda. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, hmm. but when I came out here, I saw a lot of people in their stand-up acts being vulnerable and talking about, <laughs> I'm like, hey, here's something. Yeah. And so the weird part of it was telling pe- like people from back home hearing about it mm. because in my brain though we just kept it as like this deep dark no one can ever know about it secret 
Uh, was that more personal? Although my mom probably told everyone in town. Yeah, I was going to say. Did you feel like that from your parents or was it just you? Yeah, from my parents. Yeah. But but it, but I understand why. Like, because I remember my brother uh, was being a dick once, and he told one of my friends, like, "Oh, a he dick was born without testicles." Or, uh-huh. And my dad, like, because we came from a different time oh. in here, my dad beat the piss ah. out of my brother. Wow. And 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 I know why. It's just because my dad knew the harm of that being resurfaced in yeah. our town in the climate that was Interesting. Our town at that time. Interesting. It happens sure. today in my hometown. No one would get it. My town has changed so much in 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's changed a lot for the yeah. better. But I'm just saying, he knew what the climate was at yeah. that time. Yeah. Now, there's, not to say most of the town would have known something because my parents would have been yapping about it when I was a baby of, oh, we're oh. trying. Because I was having that surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah of Right? Course. So naturally, they're going to tell people and not think, oh, well, now everybody's going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. Right. What are you going to do? Who wouldn't say that as a parent? You're, yeah. you're going to talk about it. You know, who's not? But um, I think what was weird for me is because it was kept this big dark secret when I finally started talking about it how kind of nobody gave me oh or like, right or like oh that's cool interesting but in my I'm mind like, no. I thought it was going to turn into this giant I <laughs> freak and like get out of here you know like in my brain for yeah. all those years interesting. and so when I finally started talking it was kind of like this damn I would have been talking about this for yeah, you know, my entire one, adult life right? yeah, yeah. Hmm. so you know I filmed a bunch of videos put them on, on YouTube talking about it and I've been contacted from people like all over the world, hmm. mo- multiple moms of kids who don't have, who were born with it yeah. or without it, then, yeah. without them, without it. Um, <laughs> that is. By the way, just so there's not a lot of ignorance, it's mm. only the testicles that are missing. Yeah. And the penis Thank you for still clarifying. exists, dad. Um, and uh, yeah, so every, it's, it's literally the Frank without the beans. Yeah. Everything works. Everything functions. The same thing happens when I finish it. A normal guy does because yeah. the white fluid. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Can we say white fluid? Yeah. Um, the white fluid. Why do you have to get racial? Yeah. About it. Yeah. The uh, the uncolored fluid. Uh, <laughs> why don't they say that uh, colored and uncolored? Um, I don't the, know. <laughs> the white fluid is started made here. by the testes. It's made by the prostate. So right. That anyhow, I made these videos. But I've been contacted by like people in like <sighs> Ethiopia and Saudi Arabia, right? like yeah, all yeah. over the world on my YouTube channel. And here's what's crazy: I don't have that many views on it, like mm. like 20, 2,500 views. But I've been contacted like two hundred times. Yeah. Of the people who have watched it, they really watched yeah, they know. It. And then people keep saying to make more. I've just been busy, but I, I need to make more and like dive in more because my yeah. thing is like you know tell your kid early. And then get here's the critical thing that I wish I would have done had known that because we're in the world we are today where people are comfortable with talking about transsexuals, aka trannies. Uh, I can say that you can. That's our word. Um, but no, it, you know, because transsexual rights and gender fluidity and all that right. stuff is out there. You're in, tell your kid to talk about that from no. day one. Yeah. Because by the time they hit puberty, they won't give a like, yeah. and, and, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. won't, you know, go through all the mind that I had to go through. Of, I got this. I can't tell anybody about this. I can't tell. Interesting. Them. I mean, I literally, if I went to a doctor with just a cold, yeah. I wouldn't tell that doctor about because yeah. I'm like, oh, you're not a specialist. You won't even know what to do with this. And honestly, they don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> I find I find myself if it's a general practice doctor, I'm telling I know more about my condition than right. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know. Most of the time when I have like an endocrinologist, they've only treated like two or three people like myself. You yeah. know? Uh, or the people they're treating have had testicular cancer or had an accident. Usually they've right. lost them because of something else. Right. 
So, um, you know, that's what's, that part's interesting. Do you feel like that being born without testicles shaped at all your religious beliefs or no? No. I think it shaped my need to tell jokes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because ultimately all of us have something darker, you know, or Mormon uh, inside of us. And, uh, that just needs to get out. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think, I think, that's, what, I think that's what drove my uh, – The comedy career. Yeah. Of the wanting to make jokes because it's, it's something, you know, difficult. To... Was it, I mean, did other kids ever tease you about it? They didn't know. Yeah. I literally... Zero. No, no idea. Well, there was, you know, like I said, my brother told some kids that were over playing basketball at our house once. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I said, you know, oh, that's not true. My brother's being a <sighs> whatever. Right. And I think, honestly, they probably believed me because it yeah. was such a weird thing. Like, yeah. oh, come that on. That can't be possible. That can't be possible. Yeah, right. And by the way... Here's the thing. For how mean kids – kids are just mean in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. For well, how kids are mean, mean everywhere. How absolute <sighs> kids were in my hometown because my brother got picked on like, dude, ruthlessly. I felt bad for my brother. My brother was in this class of this – this. he was in like a grade of kids that were the meanest <sighs> human beings I've ever met to this day. Yeah. I've ever met in my life, and he got held back, and it was the best thing that ever happened to him yeah. like for a year. Yeah. Because the kids in his original grade – I mean mean to everybody. Just Interesting. Cool, man. Anyhow. So but is I he just how, deflecting? He had to have just been know, deflecting but, to you, well, right? Well, I mean, isn't it just a brother teasing a brother? Well, maybe. Because I don't think he understands the concept. I mean, he don't think he. You don't think all kids are just deep seated? I, I know they have. Kids are just dicks, ulterior but I don't motives. Think, I don't think it's like a <laughs> calculated. But all I'm saying is that yeah. if they had believed it, I think I would have been teased nonstop about it. Yeah. And I don't think it believed it because it was so like, oh, that can't happen. Yeah. But it did. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I put that out there and put like a t- I think it was like I did I did a set at the Burbank Comedy Festival in like twenty sixteen or seven sixteen. Yeah. And talked about it and and it got like huge and I wasn't that great of a stand up then three yeah. years back because yeah. I was stepping on laughs. Like I was getting like what oh. hu- would have been huge thirty second long applause breaks. And I didn't know how to like pace myself because I was like, "Oh my god, I only have five minutes. I got to yeah. rush through no, this." This is good. Shut up, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> right, exactly. And because of that, like, I stepped hmm. on a lot of laughs. Um, That's totally my problem too. But I had I'm this just... killer set, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, I have something." So I took that video and I put it online. And I shared it, and like, so that's basically how I like let a lot of people know about it. And then some people who are super close to me still were like, no. "Oh, I thought that was a joke." I'm like, "Why the fuck <laughs> did I make?" <laughs> Who's like, oh, "I was born without <laughs> testicles. This will get me attention." I mean, people you lie know? on stage. Oh sure, you know. But I remember one of my closest friends, Victor. Like he genuinely thought it was. Bullshit. No. Yeah. Couldn't like, be. Dude, he's like, yeah, but how? Oh, I know. <laughs> he did finally figure out this one thing. He used to always be like he, with my ex girlfriend Brooke. Uh, he used to always be um, be telling me like, hey man, make sure you you wrap up, make sure she's on birth control, don't get her pregnant, don't get her pregnant, don't get her pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have to worry about that. And he's like, don't <laughs> say that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Everyone does. Everyone's got to worry. You're like, no. Nah, and then, so once I finally, like, he had been oh. saying it to me for years, and I was always telling him, like, dude, no. fine, trust me. He's like, yeah, I don't trust you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. You can get her knocked up. Don't <laughs> knock her up. She's a clinger. Trust me. Stay away from the <laughs> He was, you know. Yeah. So when he finally learned, it's like, oh, oh, that's why you were <laughs> always not giving. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why. That's so that. funny. Um, built-in contraception. Built-in. The vasectomy happened. Is... <laughs> people are always like, yeah, but can't you? I, I can't believe how many times. I'm like, yeah, but you can still have kids right now. I, can't. I mean, you could adopt. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna adopt two from each from uh, from each from group. each country. From each group. Right? What do you mean group? Yeah, the race, Genders. The oh. <laughs> I love. It. I want to have like international wow. Brady bunch in my house. All right, I like Why it. Why not? It's Are you fun. behind that, Katie? Are you excited yeah. for this? Yeah, we're gonna. Let's adopt yeah. a bunch of You're racially gonna... ambiguous children and then bring them back to our small towns there you go. from and confuse the <sighs> yeah. people. Yeah, just have a UN, model yeah. UN. Yeah, but here's the thing. That <sighs> works, in those, and the kids don't know the, the difference. Because I saw a family mm. like that in Austin, Texas once. I was walking down by uh, Lake Austin, and uh, there was like a family like that. And the kids didn't know the difference. They were just like, hey, mom, dad. You know, they were yeah, just kind of, of course. I was like, I want that. That's amazing. That's great. You know, I can be yeah. Warbucks or whatever. Yeah. That sounds weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying I want to. I don't think that's what happened to Nanny. Good. I don't know what happened to Nanny. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, I watched You've... a different Nanny. <laughs> Did you see some I think porn it was a parody? Porn <laughs> parody. Let you Which, by it. the way, we just, we love our porn parody. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Porn parody is you're missing out. Yeah. There are some great. Oh, what's and, the uh, one we watched about? Was it Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, it was a musical. Oh Alice wow! Alice in Wonderland, the musical porn from like the seventies. Wow. There, it would there be. There are choreographed dances. That's yeah. amazing. There is very little sex. There's very. There, that's the fun part. There you go. It seems like there was the a gateway. Porn. Yeah, a composer <laughs> just wanted to get his work out yeah. there. And, How can I? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Back, uh, um, the Unix stuff. So since Nick put his full name, yeah, there, yeah, you know, Googled him, yeah, found YouTube videos, his website, first sentences, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Nick's born in Unix, yeah, know, and stuff like that, and he had his video up with that bit, right, that he did explaining about being a Unix. So of course, I was also googling, you know, Unix things. Yeah, he explained a lot of it, but. Since he did that set, he perfected it and yeah. you know, answered all the questions people had. Right. Um, and uh, so before our first official date, I knew about it. Oh, gotcha. You know, and yeah. I was completely okay with it. Yeah. Um, Nick talks about it. Um, I have a PCOS, a polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh-huh. It's very, very common in females, but we have a lot of weird symptoms that our periods are weird and... Um, we're more prone to depression, more prone to um, our weight fluctuating up and down, yeah. um, having facial hair at random places. So I could probably grow a beard faster <laughs> and thicker than this. Oh, I think you can. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that's um, great. So we shave to... our beards together. Yeah, which, yeah. She uses my razor. Yeah, it's, it's completely true. Oh, but one it's of the adorable. is um, difficulty of pregnancy. Now, I don't know if that means uh, difficulty of conceiving or carrying. Yeah. I'm not sure. So yeah. there is also or a high chance that I can't get pregnant. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though, like, I really, you know, match made in heaven. Yeah. So I do want to be. A That's mom, how good OK know? Cupid is. Yeah, just yeah. like heaven. OK Cupid's algorithms are so good. They that can is look amazing. At pictures and go, huh? Ah. These people are infertile. Let's put them. <laughs> Here's your health history. Yeah, exactly. So you know. That's so um, fun. But we've talked about you know adopting kids yeah. down the road and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, we first want to get a dog. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dog yeah. First, yeah. Yeah. And international then, children later. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, but I think very it'd be, good. It'd be fun because we both have such crazy interests, and we could have them. You know, we could have a family band. Even if, oh, you know, even absolutely. If they're not musically talented, they could help out in some way. Yeah, I, 
course. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. You know, down the road, the, I, the idea is we're going to be doing, you know, doing comedy shows and yeah. traveling around and stuff as a family. Like um, how Jim Jaffigan does with his family. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. cool. And, um, and yeah, and getting to write stuff with him is fun. Uh, we've been really busy lately, so we haven't really... Yeah, well, I mean, you guys have been really moving and... and yeah. But, um, but like, sometimes, you know, we'll make up stuff on the piano. We want to do more of that. And, yeah. And I really listen to his sets. I challenge him every week, actually, to come up with new material. Mm. You know, talk about something different. Because from there, he's going to end up having, you know, solids, you know, yeah. bits and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I knew about the Unix stuff early. And I told my parents early, too. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, so it's all out there. So How early? <laughs> yeah. Um, Before we first met, that'd be funny. Hey, I'm going to go meet up with this guy. He's got no Munich. balls. Yeah. Hope it works out. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like... He's speaking in yeah, code, or...? But the funny thing is, not that he's putting pictures of himself down there, but you wouldn't... Not yet. Not yet. I mean... But you wouldn't notice anything, like... Yeah. It's not, like, weird. It's just, you know... Yeah. Yeah. It's just how I am. Yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> and we love you for it. Yeah. I'm thirty three percent man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I knew Excellent. That. I just to that. Yeah, yeah. Well very fun. Well thank you so much for both allowing me into your home. You it is a beautiful home. Thank you. Uh very exciting. You guys are having a housewarming party so soon. Are you coming? I'm gonna try to make it. Don't, no, 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 no. I'm gonna Hold make on. it. Okay. I'm gonna be there. October nineteenth. I'm gonna be there. Maybe means no. I'm gonna be there. If you put out a Facebook invitation, somebody says maybe. That's a no. There's yeah. no. It's no, like that's your parents true. say maybe. It's no. I put it in my say calendar. No. It's in. But why I'm do coming. people? But why do people respond maybe? Just <sighs> say no. I mean, it's okay. They might come. You may not have. You may have something to do. Yeah. Well, say you're not coming, and then write a comment. Surprise. I think they should. I think they should change it. You, either you're yes or you're no. Yeah. And you say no, but hey, I might be able to stop by, but 60 40 is. That's okay. maybe. <laughs> that's, no. That's what the maybe no, is. You're a lawyer, 60 40. <laughs> it's in the favor, it's much more likely to be no than yes. Why would you say you're a lawyer and then give me a math problem? Because. You don't ever wait. You don't ever wait your choices or wait your like. Of course, of course, we all do this. We all do this all the time. We make perfect decisions. I'm gonna be there. I'm so excited. Anything you guys want to plug? Giggle Bash every Thursday. Every Thursday, 7:30 p.m. Acme Comedy Theater. Email one time. Email one time. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) And then wait. It's gigglebashcomedy at gmail.com is the email. And then we're all over the place. I mean, you see our name if you're an LA comic. Um, but we love new faces. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working on – We're I have been writing a, a piece of software for like a year mm. to uh, run the show, like to book help book the show. Oh, so many yeah, comics. yeah, yeah. And we're like right there on finishing it. We're so Oh, close. that's great. And, and we were actually working on it uh, before you came over. And – we have all of our shows. We're booking all. We're putting all of our previous shows into mm. it. Um, so we have like a history. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm having my hiccups. Head. Okay, I thought you were Sorry, having a heart attack. <laughs> we don't know. We have a lot of health issues. In oh my gosh. But anyhow, once we have that, you know, it'll, it should help us, uh, you know, manage the, the yeah. insane number of comics who are who are reaching out because we're gonna have to get to a point, honestly, where we're booking the show four or five months out. Yeah. In order to keep up with all the demand. From, That's crazy. Yeah. 
that's nuts. It's a good yeah. show. That's why. Yeah, yeah. It's, a good it's show. just a good show. Um, yeah. Excellent. On. Well, if you're in the LA area, hit it up every yeah. Thursday. Every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys want to plug? All right. Sweet. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like us on all the podcast things that you have. Rate us highly if you care. And uh, peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.